to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys, and today we are broadcasting from the Queen of Hearts Turkey Farm here in the Sawmill Valley, just outside our bucolic little town. <laughs> you know, I never realized just how large a gobbler could get. Some of these guys are pretty intimidating. Hey, you know how to keep a turkey in suspense? How? Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess you're among family here. Uh, hey, you know, that was actually a good joke. I think the real turkey was the one agreeing to have us broadcast in a mm. field full of turkeys at the Queen of Hearts Farm. Do you even know why they named it Queen of Hearts Turkey Farm? No. Do you, or is this another weak attempt at humor? Weak attempt? You're just jealous because I got all the talent in the family. <laughs> really? Remind me, what, what is that talent? Funny. See if this jogs your memory. <laughs> See, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Playing the spoons, huh? How could I forget? You know, I won't be surprised if you get a call from America's Got Talent with that. Really? You think? Hey, boy, if that's the case, after the show, I'm going to have to stop by Unky Dunkies. And as Unky Dunky says, get a great cut, shave, and shine. They're going to make me look good on TV for just ten ninety nine. <laughs> good idea. Now, can we get back to the show? Oh, yeah. Turkeys. Did you know that according to historical records, Benjamin Franklin said he wished the bald eagle hadn't been chosen as a representative of our country? In fact, Ben claimed the bald eagle was a bird of bad moral character. <laughs> bad moral character. So what did Ben Franklin suggest? <laughs> a turkey. He said the turkey is a much more respectable bird and a true native of America. Eagles have been found in other countries. <laughs> That's pretty funny, you know. Our politicians reflect both birds, bad moral character and turkeys. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. Well, that Ben Franklin, you know, he was a brilliant character, and he was actually financially very successful. Ah, that he was. I remember reading about that. Okay, <clears throat> you never told me, why did they choose the name Queen of Hearts Farm? Did it have something to do with a poker game, perhaps? A negatory, good buddy. Think uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland? Uh, let's see. All I remember are the Queen of Hearts and Ellison. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Off with their heads. <laughs> That's a little too graphic. You must have misunderstood. No, there was nothing to misunderstand. Uh, unlike Handyman Han's recent misunderstanding. Man, that poor guy, he can't get a break. What did he misunderstand? Well, he and Mrs. Han were asleep in bed when there was a knock at the door. Han rolled over and looked at his clock. You know, it was like half past three in the morning. I'm not getting out of bed at this time, he said to himself, so he rolled back over. Unfortunately for him, the louder knock followed. <laughs> did he answer it? Well, he did once his wife told him to. <laughs> he dragged himself out of bed, put on his slippers, and went downstairs. Uh, that's got to be a little nerve-wracking that early in the morning. Yeah, well, Han opened the door, and there was a man standing at the door. It didn't take Han long to realize this guy was drunk. Ooh, that's sad. Yep. Anyway, in a slurred speech, the stranger at the door said, Hi there. Can you give me a push? No, get lost. It's half past three, said Han. I was in bed, and then he slammed the door. Wow. Well, you know, maybe he could have called the guy a cab at least. Well, he didn't. So Han went back up to bed and told his wife what happened, and she says, Oh, Han, that wasn't very nice of you. Remember that night we broke down in the pouring rain, and you had to go knock on the man's house to get us started again? What would have happened if he had told us to get lost? Oh, she makes a good point. True. But handyman Han, kind of defending himself, told her, this guy was drunk and I wasn't. Well, I kind of see his side, too. Well, Mrs. Han didn't see his side. <laughs> it doesn't matter, she said. That fellow needs our help, and it would be the right thing to do to help him. Uh, she's a good lady. So, well, Han, being the dutiful husband, a ah, little pressure there, gets out of bed again, gets stressed, and goes downstairs. Good for him. Yep. Once downstairs, he opened the door, and now he's unable to see the stranger anywhere. So he shouts, hey, do you still want to push? And he hears a voice cry out, yeah, please. So Han assisted, he gave a push? Well, still being unable to see the stranger, he shouts, where are you? To which the stranger replied, I'm over here on your swing set. <laughs> 
<laughs> you dingling. I thought you were serious. Come on, now, we have a lot of shows, so no more wasting time, okay? Okay. I'm ready. Uh, what's next? Well, what do you say we pick an email off the pile of listener questions, and let's see if we can provide some perspicacious insight and advice. Well, and after we do that, how about we try answering the email also? <laughs> you knucklehead. Just hand me the email. Uh, here you go. You know, I still think, though, to be safe, I think we really should be reading these emails in advance. I mean, we've been working in, on, and around houses for years, but there's still a chance a listener might ask a question we can't answer. <laughs> a chance. More like a high probability, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. If the question is directed solely to you. Yeah, funny. All right, here's the deal. If neither of us know the answer, we go into our DOF defense. All right, great thinking. Wait, what? Doff? Defense? Did you just make this up? No, man. We do it all the time. I just officially named it the Doff Defense. Catchy, huh? Yeah, kind of sounds like a skit from the late, great Tim Conway. <laughs> that was Dorf. Ours is Doff. Dorf? Doff? What does it mean? Ah, uh, three words. Divagate, obfuscate, and otherwise flummox. Hmm. Well, I'm good with obfuscate and flummox, but divagate? It's the perfect word for what we do. It means basically to ramble or wander off course. <laughs> That's what you do all the time. I like it. <laughs> the doff defense. Okay, read the email because I'm ready. All right, let's see here. This email is from uh, Rosemary in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow, Music City, Music City Marathon. Hey, Rosemary must be listening over the Internet via a tune-in app on 97.7 FM, the Big Jet Fly in Chattanooga, our mother radio station. Uh, or, you know what, she could be one of the many folks listening to podcasts on our past shows. Oh, you know what, I was just just hit me. I wonder if Rosemary's in the music business, because maybe I should break out the spoons and play the new song I just wrote. Wait a minute. You just wrote another song for the spoons? Yeah, man, I'm talking chart-topping gold this time. You said that last time. Yeah, you know, but in retrospect, I think the title hurt sales. <laughs> I think so. That song, you called the song a, a yodeler's compendium on the spoons. I mean, <laughs> that would be a little heavy for even hardcore spoon enthusiasts uh, if there is such a person. <laughs> anyway, for now, can we focus on Rosemary's email? Sure. All right. Rosemary writes, Dear Home Talk guys, I'm a newly graduated architect wanting to go into home design, and my mom suggested I listen to you gentlemen and ask you if you had any thoughts on what's hot in homes today. I've tried to listen to your show, and it sounds like you may have some uh -huh. knowledge about homes, but <laughs> I can't tell for sure. <laughs> nice. If you do, can you tell me what you're building and what you're hearing homeowners and home buyers request? Thanks, Rosemary in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Where do we begin? Well, how about we first point out the wisdom that Rosemary's mom displayed? Yeah, now that's good. Uh, but what do we make of Rosemary's uncertainty about our knowledge of homes? <laughs> well, I'd say she's uh, very perceptive is probably my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those are my thoughts, too. But, you know, that doesn't seem to have stopped us yet from opining. Uh, nor should it. We're like uh, the blind squirrel, right? Let me share a few ideas, and you jump in, in whenever you want, okay? Okay. All right. Rosemary, uh, let's see. In a recent show, we talked about laundry rooms taking a more prominent role in the home. We've done a few laundry room upgrades, and I can tell you, they really transform a home. I was really impressed. Yeah, that's especially true in these times when germ avoidance and cleanliness are paramount. That's right. Now, Rosemary, another area of current interest in homes is an outdoor living space. Doesn't have to be big, just an inviting escape from home quarantine where socially distancing friends can gather. Also hot in today's homes, Rosemary, are walk-in pantries and walk-in master bedroom closets. Yeah, you know, we've even done walk-in closets with chandeliers and crown molding. Shoot, some I've seen with washer and dryers. <laughs> well, to me, that's kind of a little over the top. I mean, come on. Just shower in your clothes. It saves water, time, and the cost of a washing machine. You know what? I'll do you one better. Take your dirty dishes with you when you shower. Man, darn. I half thought you were kidding, but, you know, that might be the best idea you've had in a while. Thanks. <laughs> My pleasure. Now, another hot area for today's homes is a dining room. 
Yep, that's part of the trend away from open floor plans that we've also discussed in plan, uh, past shows a couple right. times. Right. I know we need to take a break, but let me quickly mention two other areas for Rosemary's list of hot home trends. That's ceiling fans and hardwood floorings. Ah, very good. You know, we often talk about the trend, the difference in trend designing versus true designing. That's right. Trends come and go, but the design, but good design, that is, transcends time. And ceiling fans and hardwood floors fit that category. Uh, unlike uh, my brother over here who's got these bell-bottom pants. <laughs> okay, Mr. Tube Socks. Two can play that game. But for now, we have to break for a word from an exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor. Okay, Rosemary. I hope we helped. Good luck in your home design efforts. And maybe we cleared up some of that uncertainty you had about us. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Home Talk Guys on the Home Talk Guys Radio Network. Well, folks, the Extra Hand Tool Company has done it again. They have taken innovation to the next level, combining NASA technology and genetic research. All you longtime woodworkers are going to be in awe of their newest tool. Officially called the Board Stretcher 100, yep, you heard right, and the name is pretty self-explanatory. Finally, a cure for the cut-twice-and-still-too-short epidemic that has been plaguing handymen for centuries. This machine will stretch any species of lumber, adding up to 12 inches of additional length. The machine combines NASA zero-gravity technology and DNA cloning from the research firm Who's your kin? Can you imagine the relief you will feel every time you come up short and all you need to do is crank up the board stretcher model 100, thus saving your butt and another trip to the supply yard. Your boss and your spouse never need to know that your skill level is way below their expectation. Yeah, this tool is pricey, but everyone agrees it is a tool that handymen have dreamed of since saws were invented. So call the Extra Hand Tool Company and order yours today. Please note, it is prohibited to use this tool on pirate peg legs. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show with us, Ken and Mark. We are here to help resolve all your home and home repair questions. Uh Uh-oh, wait, uh... That seems like it may be just a little overly ambitious, don't you think? I mean, wouldn't we be playing it safer given our track record to say, we're here to help resolve your easy home and home repair questions? (laughs) And who's going to reach out to us if that's how we pitch our show? We need to convey confidence, man. That does convey confidence. I mean, I'm confident we can't resolve all home and home repair questions. In fact, I'm confident we'll be lucky if we resolve any. (laughs) Man, with confidence like that, who needs doubt? You know what? I'll tell you what. You warm up that soft mass of nervous tissue within your vertebrate pat, and then let's try and give away some spondulex. Uh, Great idea. Wait a minute. Where do I find my pat? Pate? What did you say? You didn't tell me I had to bring anything this morning. (laughs) Your pate. It's holding up your hat. Oh, you call it pate. I never heard that before because where I'm from, we call it a hat rack. (laughs) I'm talking about your head, you dingling, and we both come from the same place. (laughs) So pate is my head. I don't know why you need to muddy the water with your verbal dribble. Just say head. (laughs) Verbal dribble, huh? Whatever. You ready to give away some spondulix? Absolutely. Hey, is there any chance you think we might have a cream-filled one left over for me? Wait, 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 wait. What? A cream-filled one? A a spud nut. (laughs) I didn't say spud nut. I said spondylix. So we're not giving away donuts? Nope. Only spondylix. Ah. Well, for those listeners out there who may not recall what spondylix are, how about reminding them? Ah, you can. Okay, sure. Um, uh, yeah, uh, spondylix. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I feel like I'm kind of dominating the show with the talk, so I think I'll just let you remind them what spondylix are. <laughs> you have no idea, huh? What do you mean, get out of here? You don't acquire the wisdom contained in with uh, my, uh, 
you, whatever. My pate. Yeah, pate without coming across a spondylic every now and again. Mm, you know, I'm sensing a possible doff defense. But uh, to <laughs> keep things moving, spondylics means cash or money. Now, you ready to give some away? Spondylix means money? Really? I mean, of, of course, yeah. Let's give some away. All right. Did you solve last week's brain twister? 10-4, good buddy. Impressive. Hey, did you uh, think it was too difficult? I mean, I don't want them to be overly difficult for our listeners. Man, it wasn't hard at all. You had the answer typed in below the brain twister, and if you remember, you asked me to read it because last week's brain twister, while I was reading it, you were pouting. (laughs) Pouting nothing. You accused me of being monotone. Anyway, since you read it last week, how about rereading it this week and then provide the answer? Okay. So, folks, last week's brain twister was as follows. Two witches are flying toward each other at a constant speed of 10 miles per hour. When the witches are 20 miles apart, a goblin flies from the front of one of the witches' brooms towards the other witch at a constant speed of 25 miles per hour. As soon as it reaches the front of the other witch's broom, it immediately turns around and flies at 25 miles per hour towards the first witch. It continues this pattern until... The two witches' brooms smushed the pesky goblin between the front of their brooms. And the big question was, how far did that goblin travel before he met an untimely smushing? (laughs) Well done. Well, would you expect anything less from a seasoned broadcast professional? From a seasoned broadcast professional? No. From you? Absolutely, yes. Wait a minute. Hold on there, Mr. Monotone. In any event, the answer to this last week's brain twister is... 25 miles. The easiest way to think about this is to consider time. The brooms will take one hour to touch, given that they start 20 miles apart and each is traveling toward the other at 10 miles per hour. Therefore, the goblin is flying back and forth at 25 miles per hour for one hour. Wow, that's good. Hey, and that was pretty good for Halloween, too. So did we get a correct answer? We got multiple correct answers. Great. Who wins this week's Spondylix? You know, I wish you'd talk normal and say money, because every time you say that, I hear Spudnut instead, and it makes me hungry. (laughs) I'll tell you what, after the show, we can stop by Big Daddy's Keto Killer Donut Shop. (laughs) Now you're talking. Is the show over yet? Can we go? (laughs) No, oh, wait a minute. The winner of last week's Brain Twister, drawn at random from among all the correct answers we received, was Turner T. from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, wow. Excellent work, Turner T., Watch your emails as we'll be in touch soon, and make sure you check your spam as well. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. And remember, you can only win once every 30 days. Yeah, and you know what, Turner? Thanks for listening, because knowing you're out there listening tells me our audience is now twice the size that it used to be. (laughs) You know, this show is spreading like wildfire. Granted, it's a slow, controlled burn, but fire nonetheless. You know, as my old coach used to say, any forward movement is progress. That it is. And you know what? You seem to have progressed in your selecting winner. I mean, no drama this week. Drama? How hard do you think it is to pick a winner? <laughs> I don't think it's hard at all, but you generally seem to prove me wrong. Well, you know, few things ever go exactly as planned. The goal is to overcome any adversity. Well, that's good good advice for life. But luckily, you didn't have to use it this week in making your selection. Well, I don't know. There there was a wrinkle or two, but I prevailed. Was it anything major? No, no. I, I printed off all the correct answers and put them in an old feed bag I had. Feed bag? You mean like for horses? Yeah. But you don't have horses. Absolutely correct. That's why I thought I could use the feed bag. Okay, so what was the wrinkle? Well, my neighbor came over while I was working in the yard, and he said, Hey, you have any oats he could borrow? <laughs> as much oatmeal as you eat, I'm sure you were able to accommodate. <laughs> yep. I told him I had a whole barrel of oats in the house. Go help yourself. Well, that was nice. But uh, what about the wrinkle? Well, my neighbor does have horses. Man, I know that I pass them every time I come to your house. Well, he walked in the house, saw the feed bag on my table, and thought, hey, it'd be a great way to transport the oats. oats and then he just returned the feed bag. Let's see. So your neighbor took the winning names yeah there you know there were only a dozen or so so he didn't even notice them in the bottom of the bag okay and he returned them yes but uh they were slightly altered (laughs) what do you mean well he fed the oats to his horses using the feed bag 
Ooh, so the horses chewed up some of the names on the paper. Uh, chewed up and uh, swallowed. So you reprinted the names? Come on. You know that would be a huge waste of paper. But when I found out what happened, I got a hold of my neighbor and I asked for the horse droppings. <laughs> are you crazy? Hey, horse droppings are a great addition to my compost pile. You lost me. Well, I took the horse droppings, dried them out, and broke them up. Sure enough, there was one slip that made it through the process, and it was still readable. Ah, Turner T. from hey, Albuquerque. That's right, exactly. Wow. You know, if it would have been me, I would have just reprinted the names, but uh, to each his own. Well, overcoming obstacles builds character, and, and it sometimes helps build compost piles. <laughs> now, how about this week's brain twister? Okay, pencils ready. Here we go. This week's brain twister. It goes as follows. Ollie from Extra Parts Auto Repair was working on Mayor Chris P. Bacon's blacked-out SUV when he discovered all the oil in his shop had gone missing. To Ollie's surprise, as he was looking for the oil, he found a suspicious crumpled-up note with greasy fingerprints laying on the floor near where he kept the oil. All the note contained was numbers. Those numbers read as follows. 710 space 57735 space 34 space 5508 space 51 space 7718. Ollie asked his two employees, Sam the technician and Bill the oil and lube guy, if they knew who had, took, who had taken the oil. Both denied any knowledge. Can you crack this Sawmill Valley mystery so Mayor Bacon can get his SUV back? Wow. You know, we really don't have much crime in these parts, so I'm going to jump on this right away. Good. And if any listeners think you can crack the mystery of the stolen oil, please email your answer to mail at hometalkguys.com. The winning... Or write your answer on parchment paper placed under a dozen, a baker's dozen, that's 13, don't cheap out on 12, of Big Daddy's Keto Killer Donuts. Please make it six pumpkin spice cream filled and six vanilla spuddies with coconut. Now, quickly deliver them along with a fresh gallon of skim milk to Mark. That's Mark with a C here at the Queen of Hearts Turkey Farm. She said Baker's dozen, but whatever. Anyway, good luck with that, you know. Uh, now, as I was saying, the winning answer selected at random from among all the correct answers will win their choice of a $25 gift card from Ace, Lowe's, or Home Depot. Say, uh... What do you say we open the phones for another segment of the much-requested Home Talk Guys Swap Shop? Much-requested? By who? Well, let's see. There was Mr. Uh, yeah? No, I guess he said our show was a joke. It must have been Mrs. Uh-huh. No, she said we should grow up. You know what? I, I can't recall right now. Well, uh, it sounds like your recall, your recall is fine. It just sounds like maybe your conclusion, it's a little off. <laughs> Whatever. You ready for some swap and shop? You know, it's a perfect opportunity for our listeners to declutter their home by selling off excess stuff, or it's an opportunity to pick up a bargain to enhance the home. Yeah, well, I have a question. Have you changed the rules yet so we can sell stuff? Do you have something you want to sell? Sure. You know, some doofus. Some Doofus, I can't believe it. Sent me a fruitcake last Christmas, and I'd like to unload it. A, a Christmas fruitcake like the one I sent you? Oh, that was you? No, I mean, no, no. I'm using yours as a doorstop. This <laughs> came from another doofus. No, I mean, it came from somebody else. Sure. Anyway, the rules haven't changed, you knucklehead. Well, then, cue the swap and shop music, and let's get started. Let's take a call. Hello, you're on the Home Talk Guy Swap and Shop with Mark and Ken. Who's this? Hello, this is Miss Ethel Crankshaw of 8601 Rural Route 1 over in Sawdust City. Well, hello, Miss Ethel. Sawdust City, huh? Just over the mountain from the Sawmill Valley. We call it the sophisticated side of the mountain. <laughs> well, now, I was just in your sophisticated city earlier this week to pick up some sandals for a friend of mine from France. He used to live in Sawdust City. A Frenchman? Well, I know just about everyone around these parts. What was his name? Felipe Floppe. Get it? Yes, I get it. I wondered if I should call a show with two juvenile hosts like you. Come on, Miss Ethel. I was just having a little fun. I'm in no mood for your silliness, young man. 
Okay, my apologies. Hey, what can we do for you on Swap and Shop? Well, I have an old Hudson that I'm looking to train for a newer model. One with some get-up-and-go. Okay, uh, what kind of shape is it in? Ornery. Slow to start. Hardly moves anymore and sputters when I try and rev the engine. Okay, so uh, what are you looking for? Well, now, I may be older, but I'm hoping for something a little more sporty. Well cared for, maybe a foreign model. I'm willing to trade mine plus $500. Okay, uh, got it. Uh, anything else? No, Sonny. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, Miss Ethel, uh, what's the number where folks can reach you? Well, now, my personal cell phone number is 835-3112. Okay, got that. Now, I'd like to try it out before I commit. Kick the tires, as they say. Well, that seems like a reasonable request. And if I can get mine to move, I'll be more than pleased to deliver. All right. Okay, folks, Miss Ethel Crankshaw from Sawdust City has a Hudson. She wanting, she's wanting to trade for a recent model, maybe a foreign. If you have a car that fits the bill, please call Mrs. Oh, dear, Sonny, you, you misunderstood. Hudson is my no-good husband, Hudson Crankshaw. Your husband? You called Swap and Shop to trade your husband for a car? My, my, how did you boys get on the radio? Has the FCC stopped enforcing all standards? What? Sonny, I want to trade that old ne'er-do-well of a husband, Hudson Crankshaw, for a younger model. As I said, maybe a foreign one. Uh, I'm not sure we offer that service on Swap and Shop, Ethel. Maybe you should try honeydewhookups.com. Sonny, don't disappoint an older lady. Now, uh, how old are you? Um, me? Uh, uh, Miss Ethel? Uh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, look, look at the clock. We are out of time for this segment. Are you from another country by chance? Huh? Me? Oh, no, no, ma'am. I was born right here in the good old U.S. of A. Heck, I never even looked at pictures of another country. Uh, thanks for calling. <laughs> Man, I've never seen you so red. Who turned up the heat in here? How about we better go take a break? Okay, you old snake charmer, you. Folks, we'll be right back after a word from another exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor, this is the Home Talk Guys Radio Network. Good news from Got to Go Incorporated, the number one company for on site sanitation facilities. Today, they are introducing a new concept in portable bathrooms. The Luxury Lavatory XL is a portable facility you will actually be proud to let people use. Imagine a very large shed with an exterior design that complements any architectural style. Now, on the inside, think elegant master bathroom. Yes, we're talking marble floors, double vanity, toilet room including the Wonder Seat 5000, a shower with two heads and a seat. There's also a small Roman tub, heated towel racks, large mirrors, and plenty of lighting to top it off. You will realize this is not your average John. This unit only needs a garden hose connected to its inlet and a regular outlet for its power cord. There is a self-contained propane-powered instant water heater for endless hot water. The luxury lavatory XL can be lowered into place and only sits 8 inches off the ground. The integral ramp makes the luxury lavatory XL completely handicapped accessible when deployed. Think how great it would be to have this during the next 30-person Thanksgiving dinner, a large graduation party, or a huge wedding reception. No more lines of people trying to get into the powder room in the front hall. Or, hey, maybe you have extra holiday guests staying several days and only have two bathrooms. This would work great. Contractors should consider using the Luxury Lavatory XL the next time they are doing a major renovation on a master bathroom, especially where the homeowners aren't going to be happy with a portage on in the yard. Got to go incorporated even has a low boy model that can be placed in a garage, eliminating the need to go outside or in neighborhoods that won't allow the typical outside john. So whether you're a homeowner who needs an extra facility or a high-end contractor, consider the Luxury Lavatory XL for your needs. 
forgot to go incorporated, have a wonderful experience. Now back to Home Talk, guys. Welcome back to the Home Talk, guys. We are Ken and Mark here to assist with all things home and home repair. Yep. If you have a question about your home or home repair or, hey, just about anything else, you can call us for some free advice at 706-657-7594. Hey, just remember, you get what you pay for. (laughs) (laughs) You know, speaking of worthless advice, uh, we had a listener send in a relationship question for Shirley to the rescue. So uh, what do you say we get Shirley on the phone and see if she can help? Shirley's in the house. Here's Shirley to the rescue. She's a woman you can complain to. Her solution will make life true blue. Thanks to Shirley, you'll be good as new. (laughs) Hey, boys. (laughs) Boy. All right, all right. Hey, Shirley, are you there? Shirley. Shirley. Hey there, I'm here, I sure am, I'm perky, and I'm ready to pontificate. (laughs) Hey, Shirley, uh, was your handyman Jim Bob able to fix your issue last time? Well, Kenny, Jim Bob worked his magic uh, on uh, me. Uh, I mean, wait, he wait, wait. Magic on my problem. Uh, wait, that's, <laughs> let's say no more, please. Uh, how about the listener question? Yes, uh, let's see here. The question, Shirley, comes from Harry. He writes, Dear Shirley, I hope you can help me. My wife insists on using my razor to shave her legs and arms, and it dulls my razor. Every time I go to shave, it feels like I'm using a weed whacker. <laughs> I wonder what brand. <laughs> I've asked her several times to use her lady razor, but she says her hair is too tough for those. Please help. Thanks, Harry. Well, now, Harry has himself in a hairy situation. Uh-huh. Hey, you better leave the jokes to trained professionals like us, Shirley. I've heard your so-called jokes, Marky, and I find little humor there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Finally, someone validates what I endure each week. Now, Kenny, I hate to let the air out of your balloon, but your monotone delivery can be like live nails on the chalkboard. (laughs) Take that. And speaking of letting air out of a balloon, helium is my favorite element. In fact, I can't speak highly enough of about it. Are you boys going to pass licks back and forth all day long? Or do you want the perfect answer to Harry's problem? You know, uh, Shirley, have you already solved it? Now, Ken, this is not my first rodeo. I've been around the block a time or two. Poor Harry describes a problem more commonly found when husbands used his wife's razor to shave in the shower. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you mean guys shave with those pink handled razors? <laughs> Not this guy, although I will wear a pink shirt every so often. Boys, boys, I know it's hard for you to focus, but y'all try. Harry honey, first thing you do is buy your lady love the best female razor you can find. Yeah, well, and as a backup, Harry, buy yourself another razor and keep it under your pile of dirty socks. She'll never look there. (laughs) Mark, you hush. Harry, once you give your wife her new top-of-the-line razor, you just monitor that situation like a hog. And maybe Harry could get an old doll razor head and put it back on the razor each time he finished shaving. Absolutely not acceptable. That could hurt her. Hmm. Harry, if your wife tries your razor again, here's what you do. Darling, you just stop shaving. Wait, wait, wait. Why should he stop shaving? Not to worry, Marky. It'll be over (laughs) faster than rats leaving a sinking ship. Uh Do what? Harry, stop shaving, and his whiskers will be sitting down just be so Scratchy and hurtful against his wife's delicate skin. When he gives her a smooch, she'll back off. Really? What's the little old Shirley? It won't be long 
before the little lady runs up the surrender flag and never uses his razor again. Because I'm going to tell you, facial hair may be initially appealing window dressing on a man, but once the shopping's over, a face without whiskers gets the goods every time. Uh, just like a woman, I tell you. You know, they can be hard to figure out. I mean, just last night, my wife nudged me and said, you weren't even listening, were you? And I thought to myself, that's a strange way to start a conversation. <laughs> Give me strength. You both need more help than I can provide. But, Harry, honey, you try Charlotte's advice. It works every time. I guarantee it. Hey, gosh, now I have to boogie. Erlene saving me an appointment at the drop-dead gorgeous beauty parlor for a rejuvenating skin peel. <laughs> the boys be good. Holla if you need Charlotte to the rescue. Bye, y'all. Here's Charlotte to the rescue. You know, I'm betting they only made one of her. Well, you know, sometimes one can be one too many. <laughs> but she actually came up with a clever solution. That's true. And so, Harry, let us know if Shirley's advice works. And thanks for listening. Hey, and if any of our other listeners have a question for Shirley to the rescue, email us at <laughs> mail at hometalkguys.com. You know, it is kind of a catchy theme she's come up with. Well, uh, all these turkeys around me, they remind me that it's that special time in the show when I climb into the back seat and turn the wheel over to my brother. All right, are we leaving now? Is it time for Spudnets? <laughs> no and no. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about uh, the spot in our show when we throw caution to the wind and hand you the mic for tip of the week. Oh, I got gotcha. you. But you know, uh I don't know, I don't feel any wind. <laughs> it's coming, trust me, it's just going to be hot. <laughs> you are ready, right? That's how I roll. And you know, you could call me Ready Eddie. Uh, of course, don't expect me to answer because if you forgot, my name's Mark. <laughs> you know, sometimes you leave me speechless. And boy, is that not a bad thing. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> okay. It's my pleasure to introduce the sage handyman and carver of stick sticks. Wait a second. Who wrote this? Hey, keep reading. For once, you're starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. As I was saying, uh, oh. with great trepidation... It's my inter it's my privilege to introduce that sage handyman and carver of sticks, my brother Mark. Ah, so now I know for sure you have seen my carvings. They're very lifelike, you must admit it. <laughs> no way can I deny that you take sticks and carve them to make look to look like sticks. <laughs> now how about some tips of the week? That actually takes a lot of talent. Okay. With Halloween in the rearview mirror and pumpkin carving knife stored safely away for the another season. I thought, hey, I'll share a few tips on things to do with all those pumpkins other than sending them to the landfill. I'm impressed. Very timely. Thanks. Uh, I said exactly what you have written down here. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. Okay. Now, tip number one for those of you who keep count and something we did growing up. Roast the pumpkin seeds. Preheat your oven to 300 degrees. Wash the pumpkin seeds and toss them in melted butter and salt in a bowl. Then bake for 30 to 45 minutes, stirring occasionally. Man, I remember those. They were delicious. And you know what? Pumpkin seeds, I have come to find out, are a good source of magnesium, manganese, iron, zinc, and copper. And if that's not enough, they're packed with cell-protective antioxidants. Yeah, you know, but folks, don't tell your kids they're healthy, especially if your kid is named Mikey, or this will spoil all the fun. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, tip number two. This is two of two. You can turn your Halloween pumpkin into a bird feeder. Just cut the pumpkin in half horizontally, empty the cavity, and fill it with bird seed. Either leave it out as is, or you can hang it from a tree. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, between the birds, squirrels, and deers, that'll be gone in no time. In fact, tip number three, that's number three, follows along the same thought. Old Halloween pumpkins make the perfect snack for neighborhood wildlife, which you may already have noticed, especially if, if you have a lot of resident squirrels. Hey, once you're done displaying your pumpkin, cut it into quarters and place the pieces around your yard. Now, folks, stay well away from your garden because the deer, rabbits, and other creatures are going to gobble these up, but you don't want them headed to your own stuff. <laughs> gobble up, huh? No offense to you gobblers here at the <laughs> turkey farm. Yeah, but uh, one note of caution. 
don't give animals any painted pumpkins, which have grown in popularity a lot over the last uh, couple of years, as the paint can be toxic if ingested. Ah, good point. Now, tip number four, maybe more for moms. But, hey, if, if you're one of those open-minded male dads, this could go for you as well. <laughs> Pumpkins are full of vitamins that are great for our bodies but are also lovely for your skin. So use your leftover pumpkin to make a face mask. I think I'll pass on that. Uh, I'm going to keep my man card. <laughs> Whatever. Actually, your skin could probably use it. Anyway, <laughs> to make this mask, scrape out the flesh inside and blend it into a puree. Then add in a half a tablespoon of honey and a half a tablespoon of milk. Mix it together really good and then apply this to your face and leave for 20 minutes. Sure. Then rinse. <laughs> sure. Then you know what? You could hire yourself as a human... Uh, Hire yourself out at the holidays as a human potpourri. Yeah, and watch out for hidden cameras. And by the way, um, while I'm doing this, why don't you go chase a turkey like Rocky chased that chicken? <laughs> I have a feeling you'll never catch the turkey. Okay, folks, anyway, back on uh, tips here. Number five, there are lots of yummy foods to make from pumpkin, and one of my favorite is pumpkin soup. It's perfect for cold, rainy days, and you can freeze it, too, so there will always be some on hand. You could find great recipes on the Internet. Man, you know, I love pumpkin soup. I actually bought some just recently at the store, and get this, it came in a box. I'd never seen that before. Hmm. See, my tips are good. Now we're on tip number six, for those you still counting. It's also another somewhat obvious but still valid use. Pumpkins make a great addition to your compost pile. Because they're mostly water, they decompose quickly. I recommend you break them up before adding them to the pile. Hey, you know what? You could have a pumpkin smashing party for kids. I know mine would have loved that. Well, you know, this show is for all ages. Now, pumpkin composting is pretty simple, but some folks say you should remove the seeds first to avoid having gourds root in the pile. Gourds root in the pile, huh? Yeah. Well, you can always save those seeds and try growing them for with, uh, next year. That's right. If you want to do that, be sure to rinse the pulp away from the seeds and allow the seeds to air dry. Then store them in an envelope in a cool, dry place until you're ready to plant. Right. I've done that with squash. It worked. That's right. And, folks, when you're trying to save seeds, you need to usually stay away from hybrids because they don't tend to work right. Okay, my last tip for your Halloween pumpkin is to consider taking it to a local farmer. Like uh, Old McDonald? Yep. Many farmers would be interested in taking that pumpkin off your hands and feeding it to their farm animals. Your local extension agent might be able to point you in the right direction. Wow, very timely tip. Sometimes you amaze me. Well, thanks. Um, I wish I could say the same. (laughs) Ouch. Hey, what do you say we take one last break for a word from another exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor? Sure, sounds great. But first, let me remind folks to check out past shows of the Home Talk Guys on most podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeart. Also, you can reread our brain twisters, especially this week's because it was kind of complicated with all those numbers, by going to our website, hometalkguys.com. You can also see past brain twisters there. That's right. You could use the past ones on your friends because you'll know the answer. Now, listen up, though. The offerings of our exclusive sponsors can't be found anywhere else. And if you do, we need to hire an attorney. This is the Home Talk Guys Radio Network. Folks, Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery is once again on the cutting edge of handy folk technology. How many times have you or your handy folk loved one been on the job site enjoying a well-deserved lunch break, longing for some music and a place to charge your plethora of devices? Well, no longer. Through a collaboration with Silicon Valley, Hanks is pleased to announce the all-new iPail Lunchbox, a lunchbox so advanced it makes tomorrow look like yesterday. The iPail Lunchbox uses cutting-edge Ting technology, which is, get this, a triboelectric nanogenerator power harvesting technology that actually captures the electric current generated by humans. Yes, that's right. The iPail runs on power supplied by you. The iPail will keep your egg salad sandwich cool, your latte hot, and your Twinkie perfect room temperature, all while charging your devices using the panel of built-in USB and Thunderbolt ports. 
The iPail has an AM, FM receiver and Bluetooth technology to blast your favorite tunes using the iPail's built-in array of first-ever 5-inch mid-range and triple woofer speaker design with a 1-inch aluminum dome twitter for revealing highs and deep room energizing bass along with crisp dynamics with sound match crossover for pinpoint accuracy and silky smooth transitions. Yes, you won't be disappointed with your new iPail lunchbox. It's the perfect gift for dad or grad and exclusively at Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery. And right now, be one of the first 25 customers to purchase a new iPail lunchbox and Hank's will throw in one of his world-famous Crackbuster t-shirts. So, folks, come on down to the square and visit us at Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery and bring the little ones to play out back on the scrap pile while you shop. Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery, home of the no-crack guarantee. Welcome back to the Home Talk, guys, with us, Ken and Mark. Are you ready for another listener email? I mean, we are one for one so far. Hey, you know, we, we nailed Rosie's from Nashville's email, and, of course, you heard my tips. I'm more than ready. <laughs> more than ready. Is that like being uh, more than 100% something I've never understood? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this rambling on's got to stop, so I'm going to strike more than and just say I'm ready. They don't call me the Mahatma Mark for nothing. I've never heard anyone come close to calling you Mahatma Mark. Hey, uh, let's say, do you even know what Mahatma means? Sure, it's something like sage, right? Well, I'll give you partial credit. You know, kind of what you probably heard a lot of in your high school classes, partial credit. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Um, Mahatma means a person who is held in the highest esteem for wisdom and saintliness. (laughs) Given that definition, I rest my case. No one has ever come close to calling you Mahatma. Well, they may not pronounce it exactly right, but trust me, I know what they mean. What are you talking about? Well, don't you remember when we visited Jamaica? Sure. Well, that guy at the hotel that called after me as we were leaving, he called me Mahatma. That's the one time. <laughs> you dingling. He wasn't calling you Mahatma. You took his hat by mistake. He was saying Mahat man. You just <laughs> didn't understand his thick Jamaican accent. Sounded like Mahatma to me. I think you're just jealous of old Mahatma Mark. Now, are you going to pick an email or should I? Relax. I have the stack right here. Here's one from, uh, let's see here, Madison in Bridgeport, Alabama. Hey, that's great. That's not too far from me. Uh, It's too bad Madison doesn't live a little closer to Huntsville, though. Why is that? Well, there's a Madison, Alabama outside of Huntsville. That would make her Madison from Madison. (laughs) You know, it's too bad you don't move out to Arizona. There's a town there you should live in. Where in Arizona? Why? Well, I'd like to know the town you're suggesting. Why? Because I want to know. I know. Why? You may know why, but I don't. Why? Because you won't tell me. I did tell you. When? No. Why? I give up. Why try? No. Why Arizona? Wait. Why is the name of the town? Oh, there's no such place. I'll bet you a dozen Big Daddy Keto Killers. Well, uh, seeing that I can't afford that, you must be serious. It's west of Tucson on State Road 85. Why Arizona? Okay, you've worn me out. So what's Madison have to say? Let's see here. She writes, Dear Home Talk guys, my husband and I were married this past summer. Congratulations. Every so often I'll catch him listening to your show and shaking his head. When I ask what he's doing, he always says the same thing. I just can't believe they let these jokers on the radio. I told you earlier we need to screen these emails. Can't you pick a different one? We don't really have to take this abuse. <laughs> Relax. This email's from Madison, not from her husband. Let me finish reading, and if she asks something we can't understand, we'll revert to our dof defense. Okay, just give me the secret sign. All right. Madison goes on. You're the only handy folks I know right now, so I figured I'd see if I can call. No, I figure I'd see if you all can help us. We rent a home. And shortly after we moved in, the toilet started running off and on all the time. It still flushes, so our landlord said it's not his problem. We, however, pay the water bill and need to figure it out. This is all new to us both, so our only solution so far has been to turn off the water supply. We know that's not the best idea, so we hope you can help. Thanks, Madison in Bridgeport. Well, Madison, since we get in trouble for kidnapping your landlord, we're going to tell you something else, but we got this. Indeed, Madison, you've come to the right place, and hopefully your husband will be impressed. Yeah, I'll bet spud nuts to dollars the issue is an old rubber flapper. 
That's the part in the toilet tank that seals the water out from going into the bowl. It's the most common cause. And you know what? It's a great task to begin your journey on the Handy Folks Highway. To be sure, it's the flapper. Put a couple of drops of food coloring in the tank and wait five, five minutes. If the water in the bowl changes color, uh, except for maybe yellow, it's your flapper. <laughs> First thing to look for is that look at the flapper when you open up the, the lid of the tank. Um, make sure it's not stuck in the up position. You can go online if you want to see a picture of the flapper, but it's pretty obvious once you look inside. Yeah, you should also check the flapper chain, which those in the business technically call the flapper chain. Make sure it's not twisted or caught on something that prevents it from allowing the flapper to close all the way down. And if both these are okay, you'll need a new flapper. And you can get this at most hardware and home improvement stores. And as newlyweds, if you're like me, I know every dollar counts. But don't worry, flappers aren't really that expensive. Plus, it's a fun date night to go to the big box home improvement store. You know, only you would call that a fun date night. Uh. All right, Mr. Romantic, what's wrong with it? Well, you know, women, they want to dress up, stroll down the boulevard, dine at a fancy restaurant, maybe take in a movie, go to a stage show, or go dancing. Not trudge around a home improvement store surrounded by guys in crackbuster T-shirts that have been sweating all day on the job. <laughs> First of all, no one says stroll down the boulevard these days. And secondly, the younger folks today like casual clothing. Wait a minute. You, you mean they don't get all dolled up anymore? <laughs> Very seldom. And when they do, they surely don't call it getting dolled up. Hey, uh, is your pet dinosaur still alive? <laughs> hey, at least I know not to call a trip to the hardware store a date night. Okay, okay. For now, Let's finish helping Madison. I'll get my wife's opinion on date night after the show. Yeah, well, be ready. And while you're at it, maybe ask her what color of vacuum she wants for Christmas, Mr. Romantic. <laughs> anyway, we recommend taking the old flapper with you to be certain you buy the right replacement. The ones that say universal fit on them usually fit all the toilets in the universe except yours. Of course, now, turn off the water before taking off the flapper. Usually they easily snap out. That's right, but uh, have a towel handy because they can make a dirty mess on your hands. Yeah, and once you have the replacement, keep the water off. And with the tank drained empty, simply follow the instructions on the new flapper. Again, it's very simple. Just be sure the flapper sits flush all the way around the opening. Right, and then you adjust the chain so it allows the flapper to rise and close as instructed. Good luck, Madison, and thanks for taking a chance on us. Yep, and hopefully that no-good husband of yours stops shaking his head and wises up. <laughs> hey, hey, he's not a no-good husband. He's, uh, frankly, just verbalizing what most people probably think when they hear our show. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Say, how about we spin a disc and get things cooking? Hold on, you're mixing your metaphors. I think what you're suggesting is we do the big bucks up-and-comer spot, right? Exactly. Well, I'm for all for it because this week especially, I wasn't able to get down to the happenings. Uh, yeah, you know what? I noticed that. I tried to call you, but it went to voicemail. Yeah, I was busy changing out my hot water heater. Oh, yeah? Yep, it's a tankless job, but somebody had to do it. <laughs> oh, man, you are a goofball. Anyway, this week at Big Bucks Coffee House and Wild Game Cafe, they showcased Lone Hollow Duo. The place was in love with this group, so let's hear a cut from one of the songs they performed called Stones. All right, let's listen in. That was a good sound. I hope they come back through town. We'll just have to keep an eye out. In the meantime, we're getting close to the end of the show, so what do you say we listen to America's Handiest Man, those masters of the honeydew, Max and Vinny? Yeah, I always enjoy that. It's like taking a class without the test. my wife we were going to work at the home of the lady with the big hips <laughs> almost got slapped <laughs> lucky i ducked 
Show respect, she says. <laughs> it's all in a how you say it. You say a lady with the bigger hips. I say the home with the big hip roof owned by the lady. Capiche? Uh, sure, I get it. But my job as a husband is to mess with the wife. <laughs> Your way is too nice. Vinny, you are a different kind of romantic. Uh, yo, Max. I gotta say, though, every time we do a roofing job, we get amazing views of the surrounding landscape. It's inspiring. When I'm on the roof, my mind soars. Yes, sir. It is a beautiful view. We are fortunate to have this experience. Hey, just don't let your body soar, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Funny, Max. I got my lanyard on, so I'm not going anywhere. You know, some Andy folks say roofing is beneath them. I say, I hope so. <laughs> uh, speaking of lanyards, did you hear about Han from the lodge? No, what are you talking? Oh, he had his wife tie off his lanyard while he was on the roof doing some work. Unfortunately, she tied him off to the bumper of their son's work truck. Oh. When their son left for work, old Han went roof surfing. That's a terrible. Is he okay? Yeah, lucky for him, he just raked the leaves into a big pile the day before and landed, bam, right in the middle of that pile, just as his son realized something wasn't right with his truck and stopped to check it out. Wow, that's uh, really a lucky. Yeah, Han said he was mad at his wife but felt so lucky that he took her hairdo money and bought $75 worth of Powerball tickets that afternoon. Hey, and did he win anything? Uh, likely not. Big goose egg. But Han says the silver lining is his wife has given him the cold shoulder because her hair is a mess. <laughs> so he won't have to sneak out to make it to the lodge for this week's Uno with the guys. Ah, uh, I like a happy endings. Uh, hey, Maxie, I wonder if most folks know just how important a good roof is to the health of their home. Vinny, it's a critical. A good roof allows the home to breathe and protects all that's underneath. Uh, that it does, Max. The venting of the roof seems to be something that isn't really appreciated. I agree 100%. Uh, even the builders sometimes seem to shortcut the proper roofing venting. And it's unfortunate as uh, poor venting can to shorten the life of the shingles. <laughs> that it can, Max. Did you know cavemen you sawed for the roofing? <laughs> and did you know the first clay tile roof was used more than 5,000 years ago in China? Wow. Those are Chinese are an industrious bunch. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> they are the tailor of all my fine undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> undergarments? You mean your underwear? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can make it all. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to learn that that roof didn't come until use. Oh, I think it was around 735 A.D. <laughs> Wood shingles were 300 years after that even. Wow. Vinny, you uh, you know your roofing a history. Uh, well, Maxie, you know I'm an eternal student. Did you know that in the 12th century, King John issued a law in London requiring citizens to replace their thatched roofs with clay tiles to prevent spreading fires. Wow, sounds like things were getting <laughs> heated back then, huh? Vinny, you are like a history teacher. Maybe you will missed your calling. Uh, uh, no, I love what I do. I think to be your best and stay your best, you got to love to learn. For example, Max, hey, if you are American when you are outside the bathroom, what are you when you are inside the bathroom? Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> You're a peeing. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, one, Max. <laughs> Teacher, maybe. Comedian, I uh, don't think so. Hey, can you help me with this flashing while I cock? and Vinny. They are the best. Oh my gosh, look at that. We are out of time for this week's show. Well, we hope you've learned a little, laughed a little, 
And we'll tell a friend to join us next week for another edition of the Home Talk Guys radio show. Remember, you can always join us live via the TuneIn app by going to 97.7, the Big Jet Fly in Chattanooga, our mothership. You can also listen to past shows on any high-quality podcast site like Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Just search for the Home Talk Guys. Well, that's it for this week from the Sawmill Valley, where every garage has a workbench, every house a honeydew list, and almost every male puts a seat down. Now, let's go out and do some good.